This is definitively uncertain. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 56 of Definitively Uncertain. I am John Colbert. And not with me again is Adele, because she is sick. So I'm doing this one solo again. I think I'm a little bit more prepared. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, This is one that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And everyone else was supposed to get lists ready. And we were all supposed to talk about it. And we are all supposed to do it. And it never really got done. So, um, music. So... Uh, I did a list of uh, my top 10 albums and um, kind of like my top 10 songs. Not, it's, this one's really hard, guys. Like, I don't know if you've ever actually tried to sit down and compile um, things like this, but uh, it is not easy. So what I did was I tried to pick albums that were true albums because I know somebody out there listens to this and they were like, you can't do a best of, that's not fair. Or like a movie one, you know? So I decided, screw it. I'm just going to pick albums. Uh, I'm going to probably, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to try to defend myself a little bit <laughs> on some of these um, because they're super cheesy. Some of them are really cheesy. and But there's there's memories attached to it. And I'm trying to be honest with you guys. And uh, yeah, so there's definitely a fucking cheese factor in this one. So um, I guess we'll start off with the top 10 albums. And I want you guys to actually try this. Anyone that's listening, because it is not easy. So what I did was I picked albums. And then I didn't, for songs, I didn't pick anything off those albums. Because those are albums that I would pretty well listen straight through so I tried to pick songs that you know if they came on I always listened to them I always played them I always you know they're always on my playlists or whatever um some bands you might not know which is cool that means I'm gonna introduce you to some and some bands you probably heard me talk about and yeah so uh and if not I'll just just gonna jump into it and talk about them so uh number one album actually sorry i shouldn't say number one but <coughs> sorry guys uh i shouldn't say number one album but these are my top 10 they're not really in order except for the first one the first one is uh my number one all-time favorite album probably will never change ever um and it is Buddy Ollie and the Crickets. And specifically, it's the one that has True Love Ways on it. Now, um, when I was a kid, my mom had this record. And this record would play. And I would be a little five-year-old kid watching my mom dance around. And I'd laugh. And, and then she'd reach out her hands and, you know, she'd grab a hold of me and she'd teach me how to dance and stuff like that uh, to Buddy Holly. And that kind of didn't stop. Like, when I was a kid, I listened to that all the time. And then even as a teenager, we would go on road trips and we would put on that album. And then it got to a point where 
I met the love of my life and um, True Love Ways became our wedding song. So to me, um, that album will never change. Um, it's it's going to be my favorite album, I think, no matter what happens in my life. That's definitely one. So um, now that I got everybody crying, right, because I was really sappy, uh, we'll go to the next one, uh, which is completely like left field from where I just was. And it's a Nine Inch Nails Pretty Hate Machine. I uh, fell in love with that industrial music sound um, because of Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Uh, that album uh, opened up a whole new genre for me. And uh, I kind of got addicted to um, just hearing everything. I wanted to hear everything. Um, I was kind of countryed out. I always have been. Uh, old Country is definitely in there, um, even though it didn't make my top 10. Uh, you know, but Johnny Cash, obviously, uh, is one of probably one of my favorite artists also. Um, but he actually didn't even make the spot. It was kind of crazy because I met him when I was a child, which was pretty cool. But, yeah, so uh, Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine killer album um it was probably one of the you know i was a teenager and uh just really resonated with me it was one of those albums uh another album where i was i guess late teens maybe maybe late teens was uh eminem the slim shady lp i always listened to rap and it was always the same kind of stuff and when eminem came out and he was making jokes about stuff. And it was it was kind of offensive, you know, like compared to what the rest of the stuff, even though the rest of rap music was, you know, about slinging crack and coke and shooting people and gangs. Eminem kind of went off to the uh the more psychotic side, I guess. But it was it was in a way that was uh f- funny and different and and yeah, it was a white dude. It wasn't Vanilla Ice, you know, it was this white dude that was just doing some crazy raps. I know there's other people out there that did stuff, but not like he did. And for, I'm pretty sure everyone can agree with that, considering uh, where he is now and what he's accomplished since that album. Um, you know, fucking guy's got an Oscar. Like, well, I don't even know what you say to that. But he had crazy good, like, rhymes and stuff like that. His beats were good because he had them from Dre. And, uh... Yeah, man, that, that guy just, he made me, because um, I kind of actually lost a lot of rap because I was just kind of tired of listening to the same stuff all the time. And he actually brought me back. And I think he brought another, a whole another, I don't even know, like faction to rap. Like, it, you know, that part wasn't there before him. Like he, he was a trailblazer, you know. So in a way, I think uh, he was definitely... Um, somebody that resonated with me too. It was just, these all resonate with me. I'm going to keep saying that. You guys are going to get tired of hearing resonating. Um, okay, so we've done that one, that one, that one. On to Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger. I freaking loved that album. I know a lot of people don't like Chris Cornell's voice, and uh, I don't know why. 
you guys are weird and you probably don't like Will Ferrell either. You know, you're just those kind of people, you people. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Soundgarden, Bad Motor Finger, it stuck with me. It was a great album. It was definitely an album that uh, I put it on. I never skipped a song. I listened, I belted it out. I sounded awful. I didn't give a fuck, but I loved it. I think Chris Cornell is probably... Um, one of the best lyricists that we've ever had um, in our generation for like coming up with that in that era and stuff like that. Um, if you don't agree, it's okay. I don't, I don't blame you for being wrong. It's, it's fine. But um, yeah, his, that album was, it was killer. And then, you know, just to go on and do the rest of the stuff and then leave Soundgarden and then do Audio Slave, which another great band, um, and then he did some solo stuff. Like, I don't know if you ever heard the cover of him doing nothing compares to you acoustic fucking killer. That guy. So talented. If I had half his talent, I would be, uh, I would be a great artist. That's, that's, I think that's the best compliment I could give that guy. Okay. This next one, guys, <clears throat> I don't want to hear any shit from you. It's Okay can't help it it's another one of those memory ones it's another one of those ones with my mom and road trips and she loved it and she would dance around and there was a there was a, like a stint in our lives where you know mom used to put on records and dance and stuff and then you know life happens and you get busy and then you're just not you're not dancing anymore and you're you're not enjoying the music and you're you know you barely have it on and you yeah, you know, you're, you're too focused on what you got to do now and what's this got to do and how's this going to happen? And my parents started a business and, and it was something that, uh, brought my mom back to that situation and I fucking loved it. And it was, um, Brian Adams waking up the neighbors. I know, right? Brian Adams, but I can't help it guys. It was, it was one of those things that my mom loved and I ended up loving that album because my mom loved it so much. It was one of those albums that when, you know, you when she put it on, you knew, and it was tape, you knew that at the end of that tape, she was going to ask me to run over and flip it, you know, just to listen to the other side. And I'd stick around, you know, and I was actually a teenager at that time. And I would stick around and hang out with my mom just to listen to that kind of music and, and watch her dance and be happy and groove out. And, you know, it was, it was really cool. I think a lot of those, like just music in general is, is one of those things for me where I'm, I either feel something because of the song or, you know, that song comes on and those memories come back to me. And I think that's what music is for everyone is, you know, if you're sitting there criticizing every song that comes on, you know, there's a, you're not enjoying the music, you know, but you, you know, people put on an old song or they skip their playlist because they got that cheesy song on there, but you know that they're fucking grooving out to that when you're not around and it's awesome. Um, so that's one for sure. Uh, Another one, another Nine Inch Nails is Downward Spiral. Uh, when that came out, you know, I think everyone in my generation kind of flipped out on that one. Uh, it was definitely 
uh, an album that, you know, if you don't know, then you were living in a cave for sure. Sorry, guys. <coughs> yeah. Um, Nine Inch Nails, Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral, um, Piggy um, is probably my favorite song off that album. Um, there's a bunch, but Piggy, um, it has this, uh, drum beat solo at the end and it's like electronic drums and it doesn't make any sense at all, but it sounds good with the music. And, um, I actually explained it to Andrea cause I was like, you gotta hear this because it really doesn't make sense, but it's so good. Right. And then you hear it and, you're, and Andrea didn't like it at first, but then, she got around to it, and then she finally liked it because, you know, I'm good at convincing people of stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she, uh, but Piggy was definitely a, a cool tune that I like to hear, and I still have it on playlists. I, play, I listen to it all the time. It's one of my favorite songs, I think. It's not on my songs, though, because it's on the albums. But next one, are you guys ready? Because I'm ready. I'm ready for this ridicule that you guys want to give me um, if you want to. I don't mind because I'm brave enough to put these out and take the skeletons out of the closet. question is, are you guys? So the very first CD I ever got as a kid was House of Pain, Shamrock, and Shenanigans. And I freaking loved it. So, and I had a C, I got a CD player that year and I got that one CD. That's, that's the only CD that was in the house. And I played it all the time. I loved that album. I don't know if it was just because that was the only CD I had, but I listened to that whole thing all the time. And I still have some of those songs on my playlist and my kids like it. So I think it's kind of funny. Um, and that was our number seven. So we got three more. Okay. So another one kind of from high school, it was brought to me by a friend, um, Jason Zulak that I went to high school with, and he was a huge, huge Jim Morrison fan. And it was, uh, the Doors Morrison Hotel, that album, him and I, We'd sit there and talk and, you know, he'd, he'd play all kinds of door stuff. But Morrison Hotel was probably my favorite album out of all of them. And we would just hang out. We'd listen to him, you know, have some laughs. It was a lot of fun. Like, it was just a, it was a good time. And, you know, musically, who, who doesn't like the doors? Like, I don't know anybody that doesn't like the doors. You know, they made the organ cool. I don't know what else to say about that. Like, Jim Morrison smooth sultry voice that guy was just a you know walking std probably i don't know people were women were just probably throwing themselves on him which you know they probably should have by the way he sang and moved and grooved and acted like that you know hippie rock star that he was but yeah but they also made some hell one hell of a uh band so i uh, i had to put him on there this one you guys might not know. Uh, it's a band from uh, Alaska, a metal band. And I found them by accident online um, back in the um, the downloading downloading days, you know, 
the days where you downloaded stuff and you weren't supposed to. But anyways, I've, I found this one and the name of the song I thought I knew. So I downloaded it and I listened to it and I was like, fuck, this is good. So then I went out and got their album and I actually was lucky enough to, to see them, uh, at, I think it was Toronto metal fest. Um, and actually James was playing there from, playing there with Endast also. Um, I think it was heavy metal Toronto or something like that. Either way, uh, the band was 36 crazy fists and, uh, the album is the tide and its takers freaking love this album guys. I don't even know what else to say. Uh, a lot of energy it's metal. So there's a lot of screaming. Um, but it was just one of those, um, bands that caught me right away it was catchy it was you know it was good it was really good so you know I always dig it and then funny story uh to this is that I went um I went to go I was like I want to go buy their album so Andrea was with me and she got liquored like drunk drunk and so she didn't actually come to see the band with me she was just like lounging out on the lawn with with our other friends, and uh, then we decided we were going to go get the album. And there's a lineup to 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 meet the band, and I'm like, oh shit, you can meet the band. And Andrea just walks over, grabs my hand, and walks over. She's like, my husband loves you guys. Can he get a picture? And I'm like, what the fuck, Andrea? There's like 50 people in line. And the guy was just laughing and he was like, yeah, sure. You know, cause he knew she was drunk and there's no reasoning with a drunk woman, you know? So she was just, he was just like, yeah, sure. So I got a picture with him. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought that was probably about the funniest thing. Cause if Andrea was sober, there is no fucking way that would have happened. So that was a, a funny one for sure. Uh, last album and see, this was hard. There's so many more albums that I would want to put on here, but I just, I, I picked the 10 and I was like, is this it? You know, do I change it? And I'm like, well, these are the ones that came into my head first. So these are the ones I'm obviously thinking about the most. So these are the ones I should have on here. So I didn't switch them. I just did it. And that was it. And so number 10 is Deftones Around the Fur. And I actually didn't get into Deftones until I met Andrea. Um, you know, that was back with the, the Limp Biscuit days and, and Corn and, and Deftones, you know, and, and Static X and all those other bands. And I love, uh, Limp, like Limp Biscuit's first album, but for some reason, Deftones Around the Fur came into my head first and I'm still a bigger, I think I'm still a bigger Deftones fan now than I would have been with, uh with Limp Bizkit. So I, d- I decided not to, you know, just do the 10. So Around the Fur is amazing. It's an amazing album. Uh, Chino, the lead singer, you know, he's got this crazy way of singing. Um, and I dig it. I dig it a lot. <clears throat> and for anyone that knows me, there's no tool on here either, which is shocking. Um, you know, there's just, there's a bunch, like there's a, for, for mentions, there's no Tragically Hip on the albums, which is crazy because I could listen to probably four or five of those albums all the way through. 
there's not Limp Bizkit's first album. There's uh, no headstones on there for uh, the whole album. Like it's it's all like it's so hard, guys. You don't even understand. So I gave you my ten, and I think they're good and a little humili- humiliating. <laughs> um, but they're honest, so uh, they're definitely the ones that I chose, and I'm not sorry for it. So the next ones is songs, and like I said, these really aren't in order either. They're just 10 songs that if I listened to, I wouldn't change it. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I'd probably turn them all up, and I just went with the first 10 that went through my head too. And I think that's the best way to do this because um, if you sit there and try to overthink it, you know, then it becomes a, you know, you're stressing about it. And it's been, I'm not even joking. I came up with the idea for music uh, in the first 10 episodes of Definitively Uncertain. And right now I'm doing it because um, no one else has a list because they're too stressed out to try to, come up with stuff. So, uh, first song that came into my head was, uh, six by all that remains. All that remains is a wicked metal band. Uh, it's so good. It's funny too, because in that song, um, they have, it's like a uh, hockey night in Canada. It sounds like in it. Cause it's like, and it's kind of funny. Cause so, um, I always think of like hockey night in Canada when it's or Monday hockey. I don't watch hockey, so I don't know what it really is. It's hockey night in Canada, I think, but it might not be either way. That song's pretty cool. It's a song that really grabbed me when I first started listening to them. It was, and it's like the song I recommend to people. They're like, if anyone asks me like, you know, what songs from all that remains would you suggest? First one's six every time. It's, it's such a killer song. Uh, they got a bunch of other great ones too, like Two Weeks and uh, Chiron. And um, there's a bunch off that album with six on it that I can't think of right now. But they're great. Uh, another one is, uh, let's see, I have a lot of Canadian stuff on here um, too. So, uh, But that song by Big Wreck, I don't know anybody that hears that song and doesn't want the channel change. Probably except for one person I know that's really critical on music. And she's going to hate this podcast because I just picked and I didn't, uh, I didn't stress out about it. Like she would have, and you know who you are because it would be hilarious for you to try to do this because I think you would freak out too much because she's such a music critic. And just for her to try to sit down and narrow down her favorites would probably give her an aneurysm. Um, That being said, I would love to see her list too. That would be hilarious. But yeah, that song by Big Wreck. Um, I've seen them perform it live twice. Uh, I heard it on the radio. You hear it all the time. Uh, It's one of those songs that when it comes on, everybody knows, well, everyone that is usually driving with me knows that song and they love it. So that's definitely a good song. Uh, give me one second again, guys. <coughs> Still trying to fight this cough. Um, <coughs> God, 
All right, I'm ready. Um, so this one's a local band from Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, they are uh, a metal band too. And actually, because of them, I met someone else on this list and uh, became good friends with. So uh, number three is A New Beginning by Thread Signal. Uh, Threat Signal was, I can't remember, somebody introduced us to Threat Signal. It's an argument now. Like, you know, it's like, did so-and-so do it or did so-and-so do it? But either way, someone introduced us to Threat Signal. We went to their concert and uh, we instantly fell in love with that band. They were so good. I bought their album. You know, I even I even bought their music video on Apple, you know, just... Just because I wanted to support them because they were that good. Uh, very tight band. Very, uh, John's a great guy. Uh, John Howard, he's the lead singer. Uh, there's a bunch of guys in there that are great. Uh, and they have different guys in there now that are also great. And it's, it's yeah, just a good group of guys. Um, so if you don't know Thread Signal, I'd suggest to check them out. Um, next one is Electric Worry by Clutch. Um, I don't, I've told you guys before, I'm a huge Clutch fan. Uh, I didn't put any of their albums on there, which was kind of crazy too. But, uh, Electric Worry is a great tune. Guy has a, a bluesy rock and roll voice. Um, that's like no other really. He's, oh, it's so good. He's got such a great voice and I love that band. I really do, because they change it up. It's not the same stuff all the time. Um, you know, they they try, you know, some slower bluesy stuff to some rock and roll stuff. They just did a cover of uh, uh, Prodigal Son, which was, it's so good. Check it out on YouTube. It's such a good one. Yeah, definitely one of my, uh, one of my favorite bands. Uh, so, that being said, we go to... The band that opened up for Threat Signal, the uh, first time we went to go see them, and it was Endast. And if you guys don't know, Endast is a band from Montreal, and Big James uh, is the lead singer, or was the lead singer. Uh, they're no longer together, but James is in uh, Excess for Eyes, which is another great band, and Stout to a Spool, which is another great band. Um He's a uh, he's a front man that just he, when he gets up there, um, you know he's he's modest in a way that uh, you know he lets all the rest of the other band shine too, and he usually has amazing artists with him, like guitarists and drummers and stuff like that. He always has a great tight band, but he uh, when he gets up there, he his stage presence is is so enormous, like he's. He's one of those guys that, you know, you just, you, you stop and watch, you know, he's, he's a front man to, to the highest extent. I think that's the best way I could explain it. But Black Cloud is, uh, one of those songs from Endast. Um, when I started listening to him and when it came out, man, that song there just, it killed, it just killed. Um, there's like a spot where, you know, the whole band like pauses like, you know, you hear this guitar going and it stops and then this huge bass drop comes in. 
But even live, they sound, it's, it was such a tight band. They were so good. Like, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, they sounded as good live as they always did on their albums. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, when I moved out to Alberta, we met some friends that are metalheads. And actually, you met Joe. Joe was one of the guys. And I was like, man, I wish these guys were still around because I wanted to like basically I wanted to show off you know my friend James and and his band because they were just that good but now he's in Stab Twist Bowl and you know we all get to hang out together and stuff like that so it's fun and it's good still but it's definitely one of those um songs that uh you know it's always on one of my playlists and I know James listens to this and I know he's probably like oh stop it but I'm not going to love you, buddy. Um, okay, let's go on the next one. Next one, kind of crazy. Um, it's a little bit older. It's a great song, though. Uh, it was Won't Wait Again by the Headstones. Um, it's got this harmonica in it, and I always, I don't know, I always fell in love with listening to the harmonica. And that song, um, you know, I would always sit there and listen to it. I just, I think it's a great tune. It's just one of those songs that always kind of stuck with me, so I I kept it. Um, Now I'm going to go a little bit to the west side here on you guys, and uh, it was A Good Day by Ice Cube. Uh, Ice Cube is probably one of my favorite rappers ever. Um, He he had great lyrics. He always had great lyrics. Um, You know, and then him doing movies and stuff like that, he's always been good. Like, he's, he's on point, that guy. You know, he was meant to be uh, someone that needed to be heard and needs to be seen. And, you know, his comedy is out of the park, too. Like, Friday? Come on. You know, like, Friday, there's something fucking wrong with you. But today was a good day. It's definitely one of those ones where I I really like. Um, It's definitely good. But, uh, hold on one second. Oh, no. Sorry, guys, the screen turned off. It freaked me out. I was like, oh, God. I was freaking out a bit. I thought maybe I just lost everything, but I didn't. We're still good. Thanks for uh, thanks for waiting. I'm, I'm, in th- I'm over 30 minutes talking to you guys, and I was freaked out about doing this by myself. And I'm not even, I'm on number 7 of 10, so that's kind of crazy. So, okay, so we'll go to number 8 now. And it's Scuttle Button. Yes, Scuttle Button by Steve Ravon. You guys have never heard this song. It's so good. And his guitaring is so fast in it. But it is a crazy, crazy good song. Uh, if you appreciate some blues guitar, you should definitely sit down and listen to him, especially like everything of his because he's so good. Um, but Scuttle Button. Like, um, I, I watched a video, it was like a live video, uh, and he did the song and I was watching his fingers move and I was like, what in the, f- how can people move their fingers like that? It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I was like, this is insane. So it was pretty cool to see, see it. And then I just, I don't know, whenever that song comes on, I just keep it on. Cause it's like. Man, it deserves to be played all the way through because of the talent that he has. So, 
And that goes for all of these guys, really. You know, if you if you change any of these when I'm in the car, I'm not talking to you ever again. That's it. We're not friends. You don't appreciate good music. Just kidding. Um, number nine is the uh, the Arms of Sorrow by Killswitch Engage. Um, that is a great tune. I think the video had a lot of um, impact on me when I watched it. I really liked the video too. So it was one of those things that uh, I had to, you know, I just I I always liked the song, but I think the video helped me with that too. So that was definitely um, that was definitely a good song for me. I like that one. Killswitch is a, a killer band. They're a tight band too. Um, this this might not be everybody's uh, consensus, but mine is uh, Howard, the second singer for Killswitch, uh, is a better fit than the original. I'm just saying, I liked Howard better. He was a better singer, better screamer. I liked him a lot more. Uh, I still am a fan of Killswitch. Just, I like Killswitch with Howard better. And number 10. Uh, last but not least, and definitely a song, um, I'm going to say some of you haven't heard of, but I guarantee some of you have. And it's A, a Full Day by Mar. And if you guys don't know who Mar is, Mar is actually uh, a band that Andrea's brother was in. Um, he was the uh, drummer for Mar. He was the second drummer, I believe. Mar was around before uh, Todd, but then uh, Todd became the drummer for Mar. And they put out this album, and this is, I believe, this is uh, not an album that the original crew set up. It was the second second album. So Todd actually had input on this one, but it was called A Full Day. And uh, I just, I love the drumming in the beginning. I know he's my brother-in-law, but it's true. All right. If you listen to it, you dig it too. Trust me. But yeah, A Full Day. Um, it was just one of those songs that when I listened to it, I, was, I, really, I really dug it. It was kind of slower than the rest of the songs. And uh, I think slowing it down um, made me appreciate uh, how good they actually were. And uh, it resonated with me, guys. I know. Resonated. You guys don't, you guys, you guys get it. You know what I'm talking about. I probably got some Celine Dion fans out there. But you guys aren't going to admit it. You're just not big as people as I am, I guess. I'm just kidding. But seriously, if you guys wanted to comment on our Instagram or on our Facebook, um, like what your 10 top songs are or what your 10 top uh, albums of all time are, it would be really cool to kind of see. Um, and don't change it just because you're worried if someone else is going to make funny about it. Because, you know, look at me. I don't care. You guys can make fun of me about Brian Adams or anything of this. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just got to make you feel good, right? So that's it. All right, guys, we're all done for today. But I appreciate you guys listening to me. I'm sorry that I didn't have anybody else, but I needed to get this content out to you. So I'll talk to you guys later. 
what's up guys hope you're having an awesome day just wanted to let you know that you can help support us the podcast via check out our patreon and uh if there's something you want us to talk about you can give us a shout you can email us at definitivelyuncertain at gmail.com or find us on facebook and just shoot us a message thanks guys have an awesome day we'll talk to you next time